Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast where I interview creatives and entrepreneurs about how they show up in their real lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, health coach, and mama, and I'm also the founder of Poppy. It's an online co-working space. You can learn more about that in the show notes today, and you can also find me at Chef Carla underscore C on Instagram. My guest today is Meg Burton Tudman, and... I am just, I am so grateful that the universe brought us together through my sister, Jessica, who owns a vegan nail studio called Pure Soul Nails in upstate New York. And Meg is actually from Rochester, New York, which is my hometown. She is such a light and I'm going to let her introduce herself and how she serves the world. Carla, thank you so much. I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here with you. So I'm on a mission to support superwomen, to honor their highest selves. And for me professionally, I'm serving the world as a holistic coach, an author, and a speaker, helping women align their mind, body, and soul so that they can live a life they actually love. Right now, I weave mindset mastery, meditation, yoga, and Reiki into individual coaching, wellness articles, workshops, and corporate events. And because we have more than just a personal life, or rather more than just a professional life, personally, I serve the world by doing two things, prioritizing self-care so that I can show up fully and consistently and also prioritizing being mindful of my mindset so that I can show up authentically and continue to serve not only in my best interest, but in the best interest of everybody around me as well. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. I, I'm just so grateful to have you not only as a friend, but also we've worked together. And that's just it's so incredible to take our relationships because we met through an Instagram post on my sister's feed. And it's amazing when we take those relationships offline. And I think that that is also so important right now to be able to create connection. Yes, I absolutely agree. I think especially for those of us whose businesses are primarily online, that ability to connect with like-minded people, with women who are there to both cheer you on and challenge you in a really supportive way. So it's less about competition and more about how can we collaborate? How can we support each other? How can we show up fully for ourselves and for each other so that we just are you know, making this ripple effect of high vibration, of light, of service? It's so incredible. I'm going to talk about food because I am a chef. What was your last meal? Sure. So before we hopped on, I had a handful of almonds and a pear. Um, before that, a little more substantial, I had a green smoothie. Um, and today, since we're focused on food a little bit, I had in mine um, some celery, lemon, a little bit of kale, blueberries, banana, nut butter. And I just started adding back in uh, protein powder and flaxseed. 
and it was delish. I love that. Yeah, that it was really good. Delicious. Thanks. That's amazing. I'm going to ask you about, and this is the reason we're here, showing up. And not only showing up for yourself, but your clients and for the world. Like, how do you do that? And I know that everyone has a different definition. And I feel like showing up is such a buzzword right now, especially in the wellness and the spiritual community. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really want to ask this question. How do you show up? Yeah, I love this so much. And for me, the way I would define showing up is you know, what is our ability to be authentic, to feel whole, to be of service to others while still taking care of ourselves? So it's not, well, I'm going to show up and be of service and run myself into the ground. Not that at all. Rather, it's I'm going to be sure that I'm doing things to nurture and align my own mind, body, and soul so that I can show up and help other women, in my case, align their own mind, body, and soul, right? And create those dreams and and recognize those lives that we are just craving and loving. Um, so showing up for me, I do a few things regularly. Um, and this came or comes from, I think, a lifelong experience of experimenting and testing and learning and being willing to play a little bit and see, okay, this really works for me and I love it, or this doesn't resonate with me at all and I'm going to drop it even if the rest of the world is telling me, oh, you really should be doing that right now, right? So I encourage all of our friends listening to be open to that. You know, there's such great insight that you and your guests share on this podcast and it's what works for each of us as individuals. So test it out, give yourself that time and space to experiment. And if it works, run with it, amplify it, let it serve you. And if it doesn't, give yourself permission to let it go and make space to try something else. Um, okay. So for me, I have found that cultivating moments to get out of my head and pause has been immensely helpful. So deep breathing and meditation practices have been instrumental in helping me notice my thoughts, silence any critical self-talk, and replace negativity with positivity. So that power within us, the power of the pause to reset and begin again has been just immensely helpful in allowing me to not spiral and not snowball. That's so important. And I really want to highlight that, the power of the pause. Yes. And I feel like that can be applied to so many different things. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You know, we always have a choice, but I think, and this, I'm as guilty of this as, as anybody else, we get into these cycles where we just go, 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 and we're, you know, hustling constantly. And when we get into those mindsets and we get into that, you know, vibration, it's really hard for us to not only pause, but it's hard for us to show up fully, right? Because we're not able to take the cues from our body, from our mind, from our soul, from the universe. You know, we can't feel those nudges that are there to serve us in such a powerful way. So I'm a, a huge fan of the power of the pause. And it can happen anytime, anywhere. It's practice, but it definitely can happen. 
I love that. Thank you. All right. Another one that's been so helpful for me is taking responsibility for myself. And full disclosure, this was a really hard pill for me to swallow (laughs) when I stopped blaming others. Um, And I did that a while ago because I realized that I was the only person who could change me. And that me blaming someone else or circumstances or anything outside of me was serving in a way that kept me stuck. So definitely not serving me well. And I love that I was able to take my power back when I took responsibility for myself. And then I was able to just create and start living a life that was for me, by me, and about me, and not in a selfish way, but in a way, again, like you and I have chatted about, that allowed me to show up authentically and actually serve in a positive way instead of feeling just beaten down and resentful and um, you know, not really able to be there fully, to be fully present. I love that. And I think... I want to remember the exact words, but Megan Williamson, who was also on this podcast, talked about, and I want to say that recognizing her role in a situation, mm-hmm. and I think that this is really important because it's it's really easy to say, well, this happened to me, or this, you did this to me, or this is your fault, mm-hmm. or X, Y, and Z. And I think that it's a whole other thing to take responsibility and also to see your part or to really like sit with, okay, I have power in this situation. Yes. I love that so much. I think it's so empowering for us to take responsibility for ourselves and for us to get comfortable with the idea that you know, the way that we relate and the way that we respond to the world around us, that's what's creating our reality. It's less the circumstances that has an impact, obviously, but the fact that we have the power to choose, okay, this is how I'm going to consciously respond, or this is how I'm going to choose to relate to the world around me, to what's happening for me, to, you know, other people and circumstances then all of a sudden we're rooted in this amazing power and then we can choose, okay, how am I going to move forward? Because no one else can make that choice for me. I've got that power within me. And then all of a sudden, I think it's a lot harder for those external circumstances to pull us out of alignment. So even when things are hard or unpleasant or uncomfortable. And that's still going to happen. Like this isn't to say that, oh, we take responsibility for ourselves. And now, you know, all of a sudden it's rainbows and unicorns all the time. It's not. However, I think we're less likely to get pulled out of orbit, pulled out of alignment. And if we do, we're able to bring ourselves back into balance so much more quickly and effectively when we take that power back. I think that's an important, really important to, um, to say, and especially working with you, like you mentioned this in our session and I actually want to repeat it of that. I had the power to pull myself back Mm -hmm. and because I have been doing this type of work, this type of mindset and spiritual work for a long time, it was a quick reset. Yes. 
And it doesn't have to take a long time to do that. I totally agree with that. And I'm so glad that you made that point. I think that, you know, all of the work, all of the investment, you know, in ourselves and in our healing and in our well-being that we've made, you know, since the beginning, it all culminates. So nothing is wasteful. um, Nothing is, you know, for naught. And when those situations come up and we feel like, oh, why is this happening again? I thought that I like put this to bed. I thought that I resolved all of this. It's not that you haven't at all. And it's not even an indication that, oh, I'm not good enough or I didn't do that well enough. It's just another layer, right? It's like an onion that we peel. It's another layer of the onion that is coming up to come out. And now you have all of these other tools and skills and strengths that you can draw upon to support yourself in that healing, in that reconciliation, in that you know processing and then moving forward. It's amazing what we're capable of. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so incredible. I think along those same lines too, Carla, another thing that I find so helpful is staying connected to myself and you know, trying to prioritize ways to integrate my mind, body, spirit, and soul and feeding them with helpful practices. And that for me has allowed me to limit negative distractions and connect to my true self. And one of the things that you and I chatted about the other day was, you know, can we show up for those practices and those modalities that we know in our heart to be so helpful? Can we show up fully rather than just going through the motions? And I definitely did that for a long time. I thought, well, I'm doing all the things. Like I'm meditating, I'm practicing yoga, I'm eating healthy. And and those are things that I'm still using, you know, as as cornerstones to reconnect but I wasn't present and I wasn't fully engaged. And there was still a big mindset piece that was blocking me from fully experiencing the incredible benefits that those types of modalities and practices can instill within us. So I think, you know, finding ways to connect and finding ways that really resonate with you, not with social media, not with, you know, celebrities, not with, you know, what you're seeing your friends doing, but rather what do I need for me to reconnect and ground? It's so important. And I also think finding the presence in that, Mm -hmm. and we talked about it because I do Pilates and, and sometimes, and I'll, and I'll be honest because I said this in our conversation that I would, it's easy to zone out when we're moving our body or meditating or X, Y, and Z. And for me, I bring in like, okay, it's hot in this room. My hands are on my thighs right now because I'm in a pose. The light is not white. It's, it has a yellow tinge to it. Like bringing yourself into that present moment. And however, like this is my personal practice, but However, people are able to do that, possibly it's the breath or it's, you know, something else. But how can we be present in a world where 
we're constantly being distracted. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a practice, right? I mean, it's, I don't think it comes naturally, especially because there are so many external distractions. So it's a, a, a personal commitment and a personal practice. And some days I think it goes really well for us. And we feel like, yes, I was, I was able to, you know, be present and be mindful throughout that practice. And other days, well, maybe I was mindful or present for half a minute. And that's okay. That's going to change. We're showing up with different uh, you know, energies and, and different things on our mind you know, every minute of every day, but being consistent and just trying to pull ourselves back. Oh, I noticed I was distracted for 15 minutes. Okay. There's still more time in my Pilates class, so I'm going to pull myself back and I'm going to try to let this last part of class be more meaningful and helpful for me. I love that. I want to talk about money if you're up to it. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, So we chatted last week and I feel like as entrepreneurs and specifically as women entrepreneurs, money is a tough subject. Mm -hmm. It's a hard subject to to talk about it's a hard subject like we can talk about we can talk about mindset we can talk about movement we can talk about yoga we can talk about the breath we can even go to the woo and talk about reiki mm-hmm. but when it comes to talking about money this becomes difficult for some people and we chatted about money and we also chatted um about boundaries around money mm-hmm. and scarcity around it, like all the things. And I know that you work with clients on this. So I would love to hear how you ask clients to show up in this way. I think that one of the most helpful things when you first start thinking and exploring your relationship with money is to get clear on what does it mean for you? Because to your point, it is kind of a taboo subject. There is, There seems to be culturally kind of a negative stigma attached to wanting money. And from my own inner work that I've done on this, I have chosen to define money as a means to freedom. So money is going to allow me to support others. It's going to allow me to give back to my community. It's going to allow me to travel and have new experiences. It's going to allow me to, uh, you know, even things as simple as like invest in the technology that allows me to support my clients in a way that is efficient and effective. Um, so I I love looking at it as a as a means to freedom in in whatever that means for you. It could be health, it could be personal, it could be professional. There's a, a a whole host of ways that we can look at what that freedom means. And I think when we look at freedom, we also look at worthiness because that comes up so much with money. Well, am I really worthy of charging this rate, or am I worthy of receiving this, you know, abundance that is potentially coming my way. And you and I chatted about, you know, the the self-sabotage aspect that happens for so many of us. We, you know, we get aligned, we create something amazing, we put it out to the world, the world loves it, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, wait a minute." And we do something m- 
more often than not unconsciously, but sometimes we realize it, but we do something that sabotages the whole thing. And so when we look at, you know, how do I feel about money? One of the things that I think is so critical is to explore how do I feel about myself? Like, what is my value? What is my worth? And and what have I chosen to make those things dependent on, right? So, you know, do I need to over deliver in order to charge this rate? Or can I show up fully, deliver what I promised and be okay with that? And it's, you know, two very different things. And we talk about, you know, reconnecting everything to feeling aligned and taking care of ourselves. Can I do that serve my clients and charge a rate that is fair. I love that. I love that you talk about sabotage because I think that it's important. And there's um, the book by Stephen Pressfield. Have you read it? The, the art of war or the war of the art of the war of art. It is. And I can put this here. It's, um, he talks about resistance in the entire book. And it's like, what's your flavor? I say, what's your flavor of resistance? Mm-hmm. Because it's really important to recognize, okay, these are the ways that I sabotage myself. Because often we know this, like, and I, you've worked with hundreds of women. So I know that you know this or thousands of women, you know this. And most people can give you that answer of like, I sabotage myself in this, this, and this way. So when we recognize the sabotage, it's like, it's, it's very easy to move forward. I think Mm -hmm. when we, when we know, okay, I might over deliver X, Y, and I'm a giver. Like I, this is the, this podcast is giving. I love to give, I love to give free courses away. I love to I just created a free journal. Like I love to give. It's just like being of service is is part of who I am. But I think that recognizing and having a conversation with you about the ways, like there are ways that it's not healthy. Right, right. And Carla, I think that that's going to be different for each of us, right? There's totally an element of bio-individuality in that. So what works for you from a giving standpoint is going to be different than what works for me is going to be different to everybody you know, listening. And that's exactly how it should be. That's not a bad thing. I think what that empowers us to do, though, is to get curious about it and to say, okay, where am I resisting acceptance? And where am I you know, not keen to be open to receiving? Where am I embracing that scarcity mindset over an abundance mindset? You know, how is that showing up for me? What am I feeling around that? And and is that my truth? Like, is that what I want to be rooted in? Or is there opportunity for me to redefine my boundaries around, okay, here for work is what I offer. And sometimes I may get inspired and I may have the you know capacity and bandwidth, if you will, to offer something on top of that. But what I've created, I know is a value and I can stay confident in that. I know that I don't have to over deliver and 
you know, over deliver to the extent that I'm no longer taking care of myself, right? So it's, you know, over deliver when it feels aligned and when, you know, you're inspired and called to do that. But don't over deliver if you're getting that kind of negative loop, like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't given my clients enough, or there is, there's more that I have to or should offer them. I'm going to ask you a follow up question to this because I'm like thinking about it. Yeah. As, and I'm going to say women or female identifying. The caregiver is like the role. Mm -hmm. It's like the cultural norm to give. It's Mm -hmm. culturally acceptable to give. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's also part of this. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And it definitely is a cultural norm, which makes it strong. And I think that something that can serve us really well in, in that kind of paradigm and that dynamic is looking at self-care, looking at self-worth, looking at boundaries as something that you honor and put in place and prioritize so that you can be a caregiver if that's a role that you've chosen, right? So it's not, you know, I have to be a caregiver and then I can't have boundaries or take care of myself or, you know, honor my self-worth. It's not that at all. It's rather I'm going to do these things up front and consistently so that I can serve and show up as a caregiver. And I think the interesting thing that happens, and I would encourage anybody to, again, experiment and test this, if I do those things, am I able to give better or more or you know am i more effective and efficient you know am i able to really from our conversation today am i able to show up more fully if i've taken care of myself in some way first and that's not to say that you know from a self care standpoint oh i'm going to you know, meditate for four hours a day before I do anything with the people who are depending on me. You know, if that serves you well, great. For most of us, that's not our reality. So it's not that. It's rather, how can I start to infuse the mindset piece, the meditation piece, the self-care piece, the energetic piece? How can I start to infuse those rituals throughout my day so that I'm able to support the people who are depending on me, including me, right? Because we've got to support ourselves too. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one of my favorite questions. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you don't want to show up? Oh, I love this question so much. So I think primarily what I do when I don't want to show up is rest. And and I want to expand on that because there was definitely a time where if someone had said that to me, I would have rolled my eyes and totally bristled at that suggestion, right? And thought, well, isn't that nice for you that you can rest, but I'm too busy. I don't have time. You know, all those excuses that we build in. So what I've learned over time is that 
I'm not able to show up fully when I have given or done or not honored a boundary beforehand. So there's definitely things I can do to prevent even getting to a place where I'm like, ooh, I just can't show up fully anymore. Um, If I get to that place, rest can look different depending on the day. So rest is sometimes going to bed earlier. Rest is sometimes saying no. Sometimes it's saying yes, but more often than not, it's saying no. Sometimes it is a more restorative type of movement. Sometimes it's adjusting my schedule and moving what maybe is not super urgent or critical to another day or time. And sometimes it's just turning inward and listening. What does my mind, my body, my soul need in order to come back online and in alignment? So it, it can it can look differently depending on the day, um, but usually it's an opportunity to press pause. When I feel like I can't show up, when I feel like I don't want to show up fully, it's that how can we press pause? for a moment. Doesn't have to be, you know, a long period of time, but how can I reset myself? And usually that's some form of rest. It's so beautiful and it's almost bring this conversation full circle with pausing. And I think that that's so important and bears repeating that we have permission to pause. Mm-hmm. Yes. We do. We absolutely do. And the only person we need that permission to pause from is ourselves. And again, your pause might be taking a deep breath before you jump on your next call. Like that sometimes is enough to reset. So it again, it doesn't have to be a, a, a long time investment. And I think to your point earlier, you know, the more inner work that we do, the more we do to support ourselves the quicker that reset can be. Sometimes in extreme cases, it's going to take a while, but day to day, day in and day out, that pause can be brief and can be so powerful. I love that. How can we work with you? How can we support you? Where can we find you on social and all the things? Thank you. So the best place is my website, megburtontudman.com. And social media, I'm most active on Instagram. And you can find me there at Mindset Mastery with Meg. I love it. I love it. And that's where we found each other. Yes! Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know that we've chatted about doing this for ages. And I know that you listen to this podcast as well. And I'm just, I'm just internally grateful to my sister. I'm just going to repeat it. My sister, Jess, for introducing us because you are just so incredible, Meg. And I'm very grateful. Carla, thank you so much. It was such an honor to be on this podcast. I've told you and I've told Jess so many times, but you both hold such a special place in my heart and I have all the respect in the world. I think the way you're showing up is beyond inspiring. So grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone listening, If you can find wherever you are listening to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, I would really appreciate it. You definitely want to go check out Meg's information, which is in today's show notes. 
And I'm sending you and yours love. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.